welcome. It's the Push Record and Run Shallot Records podcast, episode number 13. Today, we have on the Lincoln Band, The Strangers, Simon Nab on bass guitar, Isaac Nab on rhythm guitar, Liz Rath on the keys, and Caleb Kirillov on the lead guitar. All right, I'm going to stop talking like that. Uh, thanks again for joining us. These guys have been recording in the Shallot Studio for the last couple months here and there, knocking out an EP that will be coming up in the near future. They were only around long enough to play a couple of shows before COVID hit last year. But despite that, they're extremely well-networked around the music community, so we had a lot to talk about. And given that we've formed such a close, intimate relationship with them over our time recording together, uh, this podcast is uh, sort of more free-form than we usually do. And honestly, I could use as much of that in my life as possible. Get people in my basement and eventually gain another friend. And I'm, it's, an, it's an honor to be able to call these guys my friends. Speaking of recording music, I always have to do my shameless plug. If you're at all interested in recording analog primarily, or digital, or by any means, uh, please hit us up on the Shallot Records social media pages on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll get you down here in the studio and uh, crank out some tunes. All right? All right? Sounds good? Okay. Oh, and one more cool little thing uh, we've been up to. We've been doing some live sessions with some bands around Lincoln in my basement uh, and filming it with uh, VHS camera as well as some analog tape. So it's half digital, half analog, kind of quirky, weird stuff. Um, and the first one was featuring some of the most talented musicians I've ever witnessed, honestly, let alone in Lincoln. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled on our social media pages. We've got those coming out real soon for you. Oh my God, those claps are so loud. Holy crap. I did not expect those claps to be that loud. Like, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, okay, there we go. So, uh, you know, without uh, further ado, I would like to kick this one off. Bunch of guys sitting around talking about recording, other cool shit. Uh, I hope you enjoy Oh crap, and one more thing. They really wanted us to play our old theme song at the beginning of this one, so uh, here it is. The original Shallot Records push record and run theme song. Let's go. Oh, and one last thing before we kick it off. You'll be hearing an example of one of the songs that we've been recording here in the studio for the last several months. So stick around all the way to the end for that. Thank you again for listening. I miss, as a fan of this podcast, I miss the uh, theme song that you guys had. The oh, very yeah. Yeah, Challenge Records Podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, that was fun. I recorded that alone. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the best that's, that happens, like, that's the best way for things to happen. Like, I'll wake up at 2 a.m. sometimes and have to open up my computer. I'm like, ah, I just got to get this feeling out of me into, into some form of music. And that's, I feel like, when I do my best stuff is when I'm just by myself in the middle of the night. I agree. Yeah. I always hate it. I, I always feel terribly lazy because that, sometimes that'll happen to me. Like, I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, wait, this would be sweet. I can, like, hear it in my head, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'll remember it in the morning. And then you I don't. never remember it. I never, never do. You got to write stuff down. I know. I got to write. I can't. Do <laughs> if I write it down, I won't stop. And that's the only way I ever yep. get songs done. If as I start something, I have to finish it. Like it's a dilemma when you wake up at four in the morning and you're and like, you have the best idea. You're like, this is gonna sound so cool. What do I sacrifice here? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> like I'm gonna feel terrible tomorrow, but then I'm gonna be so grateful when I'm like, oh, I can't remember those chords. There have been times. Whatever. There have been times where I do wake up and I do write them down and I like get all this idea out and then I wake up in the morning. I just hate it. Like, yeah. I just actually can't the best, stand it. Like, the best songs that I have are when I'm lying in bed about to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Because well, then my mind's already in that state of, like, sort of just psychedelic confusion. Yeah. And it's, like, it's yeah. wandering around. Like, now I'm riding a dragon. And now I'm sucking on a lollipop <laughs> out yeah. of nowhere, you know? <laughs> what kind of um, sleep? <laughs> no, 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 it's, just, it's just, the you know, the thoughts that you have before you fall asleep. I definitely and, have those same thoughts every night. Yeah, so in that, in that state, I'll, like, come up with a melody. 
not consciously it just sort of comes and i'm like oh that's a song that's not a song that's been written before i should do that right now and then i don't and then i fall asleep <laughs> so know, they're all man. gone forever i've heard that's a thing i've heard that uh like paul simon at least has said that he's written like he's heard songs that he's written before mm. in his dreams before and he wakes up and he's like how did that go and he'll be able to like John Lennon you know, too. Yeah, and, and that's why I want to learn how to lucid dream. Mm. I you, I, I used wish. to be able to naturally do it as a little kid, and I've tried to get back to it, and it, it hasn't been working. <laughs> I used to be able to like imagine, but like change my dream in the middle of my dream by imagining like pulling out a a VCR a CD out of the machine what? and like putting in a new one, and like I could pick which dream I was in. Wow, so if I was a, so if I was ever in a nightmare, I could stop it and change it. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah that's... my dad can do it too. <laughs> that's that's awesome. rancid. Yeah, I can't do it anymore though. Wow, I, I you lost your powers. I think it's because I'm no longer a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like The Shining. Yeah, mm. you know, well, you know how one later becomes not a child. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. Oh, point. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was thinking earlier today, how are we going to start this? And I'm just now remembering how I wanted to start it. Oh, cool. and I and I felt like the best way to introduce everybody. And their voices, because, you know, our listeners only know you by your voices at this yeah. point. Unless yeah. you follow at the strangers band underscore on Instagram. Please <laughs> check us out. <laughs> <laughs> then you can see their faces. But for now, the best way to know somebody's voice is to have them imitate somebody else's voice. So I want you to go around and oh, each shit. say, get to the chopper in your best Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my. <laughs> Beautiful. Go for it. Caleb, we're going around the circle. This is Caleb. Rawr! Get to the chopper! This is beautiful. What was that little, like... <laughs> it's he very, does the yell. He it's does a very, yell. very distraught Arnold. I like the take. Okay. Yes. All right. uh, guys, I don't know who that is. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> former no. governor of the state of California. The That's the thing that everyone knows him by, by the way, is because he was a governor. That's the only thing anybody ever knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a, he was never Mr. Olympia. No way, no. no. He it's wasn't only, in several movies. Yeah. Yeah. I only know him from his peak performance, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> that was his peak performance. I was really mad okay. that didn't get picture of the year, honestly. Did you see the real quick and then we can go back. Did you see the video of him getting like someone tried to drop kick him and he like took a couple steps forward and was like, oh and he's like fifty. No. It was like it was no. like a couple years ago. Someone tried to drop kick him at a at the at a, at a muscle competition. Imagine and, like, being that ball. They they failed. Like they dare. hit him square in the back and he like stumbled a little bit, turned around, and by that time his security guards were taking the dude away. He has an entire bodybuilding competition named after him. I know. You can't That's walk the... up to Arnold and try and drop kick him. That's like there are look at you condescendingly. I'm gonna say there are worse ways to die. <laughs> and failing to kick <laughs> I mean that's pretty low on the list if you really if you fail to like drop kick Arnold Schwarzenegger and then you die from it that's but if that's that's a tough one. Well, like, that would be Arnold killing you. Yeah, right? I will, Arnold, hopefully. That would be a better way. He just looks at you and yeah, uses I, his I, voice. I, he said, die. He just, <laughs> I just are evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, is there somebody who you would like to impersonate? I could just impersonate myself. Okay. That's a okay. Hi, What's... I'm Liz. <laughs> is now that, say, is now, that your catchphrase? That's say, my uh, Liz impersonation and my introduction very... of myself. It was oh, kind of bad. Yeah. Now say get to the chopper in Liz's voice. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> now, now say it like there's a predator that's out to get you. Panicked. <laughs> Panicked? Yeah. Get to the chopper! All right. All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> Listen. I'm Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the chopper. That was really bad. That was I swallowed, intense. I swallowed some spit there. Intense. A good impersonation of him takes some practice. Like when you're doing nothing in the yeah. kitchen, and you're just like, "Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper." Get to the chopper. Oh, my my favorite is Christopher Walken. I've spent so much time oh trying God. to impersonate Christopher Walken, particularly the, the line from Joe Dirt where he's like, "Uh." Stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Isn't, isn't wait? Is that the movie where he like practices? The, that's the one where he like practices the in, line in over the and mirror. Over. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah, hallway yeah. when he's a janitor. Yeah, classic. All right, Gage. Okay. Um, I guess my favorite line from Tonal Recall. 
Uh, whoa, three boobs. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does he actually say that? I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> the first movie with a three boob woman. Yeah, right. Breaking down barriers. I'm pretty sure Rick and Morty did that already. Rick, no, no was Tonal long, Recall yeah. was like the 80s. Rick and Morty. Tonal Recall is uh, well, I don't way even, before Rick and Morty. I, I guess. <laughs> it's what, what What year was it? I don't know. I well, mean, Rick and Morty came out in like 1782. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's ancient text, right? You should know this by now. This is something that you have to study in school. It's like it's like the writing on the wall, you know? I studied in school when it became the curriculum. <laughs> I wrote the curriculum. <laughs> all right, all right. Last but not least, we got Isaac. Uh, get to the chopper. Oh, that's probably the best one. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You got five people of practice to break down and be like, "Oh, yours sucks." (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do mine better. (laughs) I like my my personal favorite Arnold line though. It's uh, it's not a tuma. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great one. Tuma, tuma. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So okay, so we're actually gonna kick this off. I'm talking about stuff that's pertinent to why we're having you here. So you've been recording. In my basement, which we're currently sitting in for the last two months, something like yes, that. Sir. We yeah. started. We started right before the week before Thanksgiving, November. Yeah, that's right. How have you guys been liking it so far? How's it been? It's been it a blast. Has Sing been our praises, please. A great. It's been. It's been quite a. It's been quite an experience. We. I guess I've done like, me and Isaac and like Liz and Caleb too have done stuff where it's like it's very DIY and we're like recording our own shit and putting it out ourselves and all that, but. Like, it's been different to come into a... Like, you have a lot more, like, I guess, of a legit setup than I've, than I've ever been around personally to record in. Like, I guess uh, me and Liz, like, tried to... Rec- we started to record an acoustic version of our title track at, uh, at Brett's studio, the Star Trekker studio. And that was really cool. But this has been different because, I guess, it's not... A sixty-year-old guy, and we can relate to you guys more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a little bit more overlap, and I and I think we have a really unique opportunity here that at Star Tracker because he's so professional, he's an XR oh, RCA yeah. guy. Sure. Just when you pay for studio time, you've got to be on the ball. Yeah, it's like, really tough. Uh-huh. Yeah, versus here where which I was kind of surprised at how you go for quality and time, which mm-hmm. is really nice. But also gives you time to, you know, flesh out and then you're not too, you know, anxious, which, you know, being on the ball is, you know, a good mindset to have and be disciplined. Yeah. But personally for I think what we want to do a lot is have the, everything blend really well together and make it sound like something that we'd want to listen to. Yeah. And for sure. this gives us a lot better opportunity where, you know, maybe at, at Star Tracker where it's, you know, by the hour then yeah. you you have to make sacrifices or else you're it, losing money yeah I, yeah i feel like there it's like like a professional studio that you would go into now like like star tracker there it's like that where they they expect you to have everything figured out for your track already and we have not we're not we've played two shows total as a band yeah and so it was great to have like a process of flushing out the project as i guess kind of the term that you used and being and like getting creative input outside of just our band yeah we started right in covid so we yeah. we yeah haven't had a lot of the live experience with this set sure. is you know i'm I'm sure a lot of other artists that you guys have been able to work with like i bet that their main thing is shows all the time i mean which is why i can't wait for everything to be back to normal and we right. can be doing this all the time but getting there yeah <laughs> I can't find a table. But Hence why we're come. back. In the <laughs> yeah, now, Hence why you know? we're here. But um, hope, yeah, that's out of quarantine. Really, I remember coming in the first time I played with you guys was like in shoot, was it like May or was it April? It was. Uh, it had to have been June, right before June. I think it was May. Was it because it was like it was like right before uh, oh, we yeah. ditched our last drummer? Oh yeah, our first drummer. Yeah. yeah. So you guys said you played two shows. What were those two shows? Uh, they were Checkerfest, um, which we had been, well, we had two lined up for March right before everything went to shit, and one of them was Checkerfest, and they rescheduled it for August, and so we ended up playing Checkerfest, and that was our first show. 
and it was actually and it had like live audience it was a drive-up show some people got out of their, their cars and everything and it was uh, an annual thing that isaac is like on the board for mm-hmm. oh really and yeah we and we had actually auditioned for it in december before isaac was even uh an idea of being on the uh, in the, the band team. we didn't yeah. have caleb yet either it was just uh me liz and uh our drummer and uh and we we got in and then it got canceled and then we changed a whole bunch of stuff and I lined up and wrote more songs and by the time it was August we were like a whole different band but it was it was still that's really the way lit. it goes yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight up and we we're supposed to play at SoCal too yeah the SoCal Underground which unfortunately didn't work out that's, that's a, a shame. fun that's a fun place to be we we yeah. got yeah we got we were, a, we were so excited we have to after everything goes back to normal but and then the the second gig we played was at the Bay we're playing for um. Mm. A men's mental health awareness show. November. Oh, nice. Movember, it... Movember, the Movember showcase. Yeah. Which was all Norm McGill, uh, hosting basement. monsters and Hakeem. yeah, basement creators and Hakeem was there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how was it like working with the uh, with basement creators? Oh, they're awesome. They're yeah. Super nice. Yeah. Super nice, and it looked super good. It sounded great. Yeah. Also, the videos on YouTube, like the entire thing, they streamed to YouTube and it posted up there. And so, like for the first. 20 minutes it's kind of just like setup video and then you have us for 20 minutes and then there's like they have like testimonials in between sets and all that's that. cool so i remember you guys showing me a video that you produced for hakeem uh it was caleb and and uh simon right and you guys mm, yeah. did that so you met did you meet hakeem at that bay show uh no we we did that first actually oh, wow. we, we met we uh met Hakeem through uh one of Caleb's friends who does like vi- who shoots the videos Mitchell Kennard Francis mm-hmm. and uh he asked Caleb uh if he would do audio for it and Caleb was like uh can I get can, is it okay if I bring Simon along too he was like and to help me with that because Caleb has mics and I have and I have DAW and I had a I still have it I guess at a, a input like mixing boards and uh sure. stuff so we took it out there to the sunken gardens and filmed the video we did the audio for it mm-hmm. and it turned out way better than we that thought video was, was really cool we can leave a link to that somewhere yeah straight up yeah it's super dope and the mixing was really good too yeah Just especially the aesthetic yeah like live out in the middle of a windy garden like mm-hmm. sounds great <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a, it was actually a it was a hot still day mm-hmm. it was it was almost it was perfect that's really. great have you guys done any, anything else like that or was that pretty much your extent of Mm, yeah for now that's been as far as music videos go yeah that was right before school started i think or that was in september around august so i've still been doing some video stuff but it's mainly been for like school and doing stuff at the university and stuff yeah and you were all in some kind of uh production orientation like you come from a background of production in some sense i know that uh, isaac and simon's dad is a recording artist in in some capacity i mean some sense yeah well he 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 films edits and records podcasts for back to the bible yeah that's cool he's been in video productions or like he used to do video production like when we were kids and he had his own company and he was like doing videos and stuff like that but then he kind of got out of that did start to do something else but Mm -hmm. he just recently got another job at this place and he loves it yeah. he's kept it as a side hustle for like 20 years mm-hmm. holy crap yeah yeah and then now he's finally got like a yearly salary job doing it somewhere and it's and he's a big christian guy so it's somewhere that like is uh, god fearing all that so he he enjoys it a lot and i'm really happy for him and he lets me come in and fiddle with stuff so that's fine. <laughs> yeah that's that's nice. Nice. like i nice. said like i was saying earlier he's setting up a well, he calls it his office that he's gonna have in the basement it's like yeah but if you ever wanted to record music for you i'll bring in this crazy interface it's like i don't remember what it, it's like an apollo something it's like oh i'm so not close to the mic sorry <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all it's a it's new territory yeah 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 it's it's like yeah this interface i don't remember what it was called he described it to me and i was like oh yeah i know what that is that one's a really nice one and i really appreciate it and he was like yeah but if you want to do that come on in and do it you thanks dad i appreciate <laughs> that's it that's awesome yeah he he offered um he offered us to record the ep there but i was like um I, I mean, I've been to the studio, and I love the studio. It's beautiful. Um, but I I just I wanted uh, that kind of outside creator input type sure. of feel. And I, I love my dad, but I just felt like recording a rock album in a place <laughs> called Back to the Bible wasn't going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Fair enough. Jive up a little bit, but it's okay. I mean. Liz, yeah. how about you tell us a bit about how this band just came to fruition? So, 
Um, I think it kind of started in October. So I, me and Simon... October of 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yep, October 2019. Me and Simon had started dating, and we had started kind of playing music together. And he knew this drummer, and so we kind of made a three-piece with this mm -hmm. drummer, and we... What was the name? It was called Wasted Time. That was our first <laughs> band name. <laughs> so, nice, solid. Yeah, so that's what we were for a few months. And then we added Caleb in February of 2020... And then we got some shows booked, but then they got canceled because of COVID. And then we added Isaac. When did we add you, Isaac? I don't remember. I think we it was added, like May, wasn't it? It was two weeks before we became, we went from a five to a four piece. Yeah. So then, oh, yeah. then, yeah. then wasted time. Uh, uh, we added Isaac and then we didn't have a drummer anymore. I think in June. It was before yeah. June. It was like July. It was right before June. Yeah. It was around Father's Day. Yeah. Was, I think. Yeah. 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 And then it was just us. So we had talked about recording an EP and we were like, oh, we don't have a drummer, but let's do it anyways. But then we found Jack Pressler mm -hmm. and he he's is actually guy. in. He's, he's the bassist for Ferris. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He was our drummer for a while and played a couple shows with us. So that was really awesome. We really liked working with him. That's but awesome. He's a very talented kid. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun to do Nirvana covers with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did territorial pissings in my garage on Halloween night. And it was, <laughs> ah. That was a lot of fun. Is that who you guys had playing with you for November? Yeah. 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 yeah we, I was wondering. He played with us for both of the shows that we had. That's great. And the funny thing about uh, Checkerfest, too, is uh, that he came in really clutch oh, so at cool. the last two minutes because we, need, we needed a drummer. And we previously had one when the, when the show was booked. Mm -hmm. um, but he's just such a nice guy that he just came in. And he played awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a good. Of course, yeah. he's a great guy. He, he's he felt like he didn't do a good job, but I was like, dude, for like showing up and only and like doing three or four practices and then coming out and like playing a live show with us, our our first live show, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. it was really it was uh, he did a great job. What was that like having your first show be a be a bigger show like a festival? It was a little intimidating, but it was really <laughs> cool the way that it was set up. Um. I think we we've changed a lot since then, so I'm excited to play in future shows. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just getting out there and seeing how what you have works with mm -hmm. an audience mm -hmm. will help you take it back to the the lab and craft your sound a little bit more. Uh, what yeah. you guys want to be doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, like react crowd reactions to your songs are huge, and like we we like uh. We like sat and watched with everyone like for a few of the uh, sets afterwards, and like Caleb had a friend had a friend come and like mm -hmm. and we talked to them. They they liked our songs, and I, that was That's pretty great. cool. So going off what Gage said, I think it's also good to have your concept in mind that you want to deliver, and regardless of what the audience is doing, just fucking deliver it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean? yeah. yeah. they're gonna. They're going to have to sign for that package anyways. They already yeah, bought right. tickets. That's right. true. Yeah, or they're already in the vicinity, and they you can know? leave if they want to. But <laughs> if you're putting on a spectacle, then it's it's far yeah. more interesting mm -hmm. to hang around, even mm -hmm. if you may not enjoy the music. I've done that so many times. Yeah. Fuck the haters. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> just get out and do your abrasive crap, you know? <laughs> just freak out some motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. That's good shit. And we actually uh, rebranded. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. So now we're <laughs> now we're the strangers. Right before right. Checkerfest, we did. Yeah, that. yeah. we yeah. went through so many different names. It it was kind of a process getting. Okay, that's the okay. best process. Who came? Who came up? Who came up with the strangers? <laughs> I did. Liz did. You did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just I was I was playing off of the word of one of our songs, which is strange, which oh, is yeah. also the title of our EP that we've been recording. Is Can you it? sense a theme? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The strange EP. And you hear the strangers, and you would think that was taken already, and it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, so yeah. that's a good one. To yeah, grab. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It was. I mean, it was, but oh, yeah. it's like a Canadian band from the '60s. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Of like, and they still play, and they're like all like 50 year old dudes. And like, fuck. It was like Canada's a, not in the world, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even. That's on. I don't know the other planet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Earth too. 
Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse. Yeah. yeah, it's like a DC comic. <laughs> and listen to Getty Lee's voice. He's a total alien. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's coming out of a human. Drake? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah. I always forget he's Canadian. Oh, yeah. Oh, I always yeah. forget he is. Who else is Canadian? Mac DeMarco. Mac oh, wow. Is Canadian. Alanis Morissette's also Canadian. Oh, I love Alanis Morissette. Dude, she's so good. <laughs> Moose. They are Canadian. <laughs> Some moose are Canadian. Nice. Canadian nice. moose. Nice. Nice. Oh my god. I think it's moose. All right. Well, we have uh we have a segment uh it's called uh wait, okay. All right, let me start this over. <laughs> so, we have a segment and it's called I always it's it's a thing. It's called uh Rock or Roll. Where we name off, yeah. where we name off uh, bands, oh, and yes. you guys tell us what your opinion on them is, because I uh, Gage and I often have some very hard opinions. Yes. Okay, awesome. All right, I like to share my opinion. Uh, good, <laughs> good. Most of the time. Gage, do you have one to start us off? I do. All right. Tame Impala. I love Tame Impala. <laughs> yeah. Tame Impala is my favorite band of all time. What's like, your favorite album? Uh, Inner Speaker. Hell, I just yeah. all the songs have the same vibe. It's just so chill. I know. I it's it's all I've been listening to for like the past month and a half. So what? While we've been sitting in here in the studio, we've been sort of going to Tame Impala for little breaks of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have done that. The nice thing about Tame Impala is you can hear everything that's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy who mixes it, I can't remember what his name is, but he also mixed uh, Lonerism. And what he does is he takes uh, each instrument and puts it in a particular part of the EQ spectrum. And that's why you can distinguish oh. each instrument so well. That's a and that's idea. a damn genius mm. concept. Yeah, that's brilliant. You know? I want to yeah. do that. Dude, yeah. producing like that, <laughs> like um, Brian Wilson and like, uh, who was the producer of the Beatles? Uh Steve Martin? No, yeah. Steve Martin. Or... <laughs> 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 um, I put you on the spot. I'm Martin, sorry. what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Might as well be. yeah. Might as well be. So Dean. The... George, George Martin. George Martin. Yeah. Yeah. The job that um, George Martin did, like for the Beatles stuff, and um, Brian Wilson with with the Beach Boys, is like that. It definitely some of the biggest inspirations for Kevin Parker, and that's. That's like just the best sounding music when you just turn it on and woo, like yeah. it's the entire sound of the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. 60s psych shit, man. It's mm-hmm. yeah. where it's at. Yeah. And All now right. we have 2010s. Yeah. And 2010s 20, psych music, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly. Well, every time I hear the word 2010, all I think of is the Black Eyed Peas, and I hate myself <laughs> for it. <laughs> That's great, because the next one I was going to ask is the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, uh, gosh. Are you sure? The Black Eyed Peas. When I was there, when they came out, when they were doing their shit, it was I first heard secular music for the first time in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, yeah. I loved the Black Eyed Black Peas. Black Eyed Peas, bro. Yeah, don't cap. That G4 soundtrack is A1. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. Wait, wait, oh wait. They did the G4 soundtrack? Yeah, literally. The movie with the fucking spy hamster? Yes, they did the G4 soundtrack. <laughs> what? It was lit. It's like any like song you hear in that movie besides like orchestral like movie, music or whatever is Black Eyed Peas music. Okay, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Uh, rock and roll, The Strokes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rock or roll. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. Rock. The Strokes. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite song? Um. Really. Man, really putting me on the yeah. spot. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I guess I'm a fake fan. Roll. But, uh, <laughs> Did you listen to their latest album? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you have to. It is. Okay. Awesome. One of my favorite albums called? of last year. Oh wait, what was it? It's In, called the, the New, New Abnormal. Abnormal. Yeah. And I'm not as much a fan of that album. <gasps> you are wrong. I'm not wrong. You're I'm not wrong. Incorrect. No, wait, no you have a different opinion. Here's why. Here's why I'm. Was not it a wrong. quarantine <laughs> album? The New Abnormal is the Strokes writing songs as though they were in 2002. Mm. But with <laughs> but with less umph, with less drive behind it, and it's produced in a modern sense, but with a 
classical sense because it's with Rick Rubin. So Rick Rubin made these sort of eh songs sound really awesome. And that's my hot take well, on them. Like U2's <laughs> last album. My hot the, take. The isn't... iTunes one? <laughs> <laughs> songs of Innocence. <laughs> I, think a it, long time. I think the album sounds good. And I like it. So that's my opinion. Damn. <laughs> I I just think it, it was it was a great change of pace, like Ode to the Mets. Come on, it's so fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. But I, I don't know, <laughs> nothing nothing really beats uh, is this it or yeah i or, mean it's definitely not like better than no, like some of their other albums no. but i'm so glad that they're back but i i still like uh first impressions of earth and angles like two underrated albums of theirs far better than yeah new abnormal yeah and i understand a lot of people hate those albums and they love the new abnormal so i don't get it yeah 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 uh-huh ahead yeah. go ahead <laughs> okay uh i would like your opinion on uh Pearl Jam. Yeah. A-OK. Grew up on that shit. Dad, we dad we love that. Us. Yeah, that's my that's yeah. my dad's favorite. Really? <laughs> we eat that up. I, I, I eat 80s music up like it's candy. I love it so much. I that like that was like the first thing that I really like loved like music wise as a kid was like classic rock and 80s pop and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a it's a it's it's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> well, Pearl Jam is basically Eddie Vedder going, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> and, I, and I then can't. butt rock going on in the and, background. Yeah, and then butt rock. Going, I can't, I can't do it. Pearl, <laughs> even even their classic ones like Ten. I'm just like, God damn it, man, it's like not good. What do we think about the Black Keys? I like the Black Keys. We like the Black Keys. I, I like really like Keys. I really like the Black Keys. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation with Hunter where it seems like. It's the white stripes, or it's the black keys. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's true because I I have a ton of respect for um, Jack White. Yeah. However, um, I guess I heard the black keys first, and so now that's what define kind of define that like blues comeback sound. Yeah, to me. sure. And I I have so many good memories of. I think they go the hand keys. in hand together because those were like my two favorites when I was in in like middle mm. school. Yeah, why choose? Why'd you I, honestly just listen to both. I had to choose, and I chose the White Stripes, and then I got into the Black Keys later because my musical palette expanded somehow. Um, they are a little more mainstream, but it, in my humble opinion, I think uh, the White Stripes and the Black Keys are polar opposites in terms of the blues spectrum. That's you're right. Awesome. You're right. They huh. like the White Stripes are like just disgusting and gnarly, yeah. and you know shrill. And the Black I, Keys that, used to be gnarly and shrill. In like Magic Potion, that was right. like some of my favorite stuff. You like Magic Potion? I fucking love Magic oh, Potion. Oh really? Dude. Wow. Okay. That's a hot take. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes Magic Potion. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen to the Big Come Up, you know, and it's a yeah. similar sort of thing, but it's more like traditional blues. Whereas the White Stripes were taken like traditional, traditional like Delta blues, like Sunhouse and and Blind Willie McTell mm-hmm. and shit like that. And, and just electrifying just it. shredding it man like uh, beyond it being its original version you would never be able to tell so that's that's my opinion on the blues comeback it's but, the duality of man yes <laughs> well i mean while we're throwing out uh bands why don't you give us some of you guys' greatest inspirations or favorite bands that you guys <laughs> like to listen to while you're writing or bands that you might know that you all like you know nirvana Nirvana. We all Nirvana. do like Nirvana. That seems like it's number one just from knowing yeah. you guys for a while. Yeah. yeah, I have a Nirvana shirt on like probably five days out of the week. Nice. That or nice. Jimmy. Yeah. H- Nirvana. Oh yeah. Hendrix. Really, Hendrix. Mm. We like the yeah. cranberries. <laughs> yeah. The cranberries. The cranberries. The cranberries are fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Me personally, okay. for me, and I mean, I can. I know you guys. I know Isaac definitely too. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah. Oh, I was actually oh, going to yeah. ask that. I was Fleetwood oh, Mac. We love. We love Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. I actually saw them a few years ago. I also really? saw them a few years ago. Oh yeah. On a date. Oh. I never talked to her. <laughs> really? No. That's unfortunate. My <laughs> not, da- my dad took me. That's a that's a tough thing to take a date to. I feel a like whole ass concert, <laughs> yeah. Fleetwood Mac with Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks. Stevie <laughs> Nicks Holy looked shit, like man. an angel. She was like literally huh. glowing. Yeah, she's a fucking goddess, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. litmus test for you, though. If if you <laughs> go a... to a, a a Fleetwood Mac concert with somebody, 
and you can tell just by their how they respond to the music and the vibes of it was it yeah, like, if they're off was it a first it was a first date right yeah it was yeah date. was it that, that you know like yeah sure that would be fun but like think about that for like her for like the or whoever it was like for the rest of their first dates they're gonna be like man this isn't a Fleetwood Mac concert. <laughs> That's so true. No, that is true. That is true. So I think you win. In yeah. Some aspect. Well, sick. <laughs> At least in first dates that were not re- uh, revisited. Yeah. yeah. I also had, I know we, I, we probably talked about this in previous podcasts, but I had a first date where I went, broke into the Pershing Center. Oh, was, yeah. You I heard about, about that. that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I heard about a lot of people breaking into the Pershing yeah. Center. Yeah. But this time it was just her and I. And ah. we didn't know each other, which makes it even more amazing that she was willing to break into a building. Yeah, that's a whole vibe check. Hey, it's a whole vibe. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to go out with me? We'll commit a couple of felonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not like major felonies, just not like, you know. Minor felonies. Just little stealing baby ones, mail. You know. <laughs> Which right. brings us to our next segment. What's the biggest felony you guys have committed? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before this not incriminating ourselves. Open, <laughs> open carrying an old gun zone. Oh, wow. Oh, I did 60 in a school zone. I'm just kidding. No, I haven't. Mom, no, no, please no, don't no. take my keys away. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking like a good time to take a break. Yeah. We'll I'm see okay. you guys Let's in a second. It. I gotta hit yeah. the pacer. This is the break I'm kind of curious what your guys' upbringing was like in terms of your listening habits, because when I was a kid, I was sort of in the same vein as, you know, all new music is crap, there's nothing out there that I could possibly like, and so I'm going to be stuck listening to things made from the 50s through the 90s for my entire Mm. life, you know? Yeah. So, I I, I don't know. When you were younger, was there stuff that you found that was new that you were like, holy crap, there's good new music. Hmm. I think the things that I got a hold of that really opened up my eyes to like new music and was uh like John Bellion's The Human Condition and The Click by AJR. Those were my first two like poppy sort of like new albums that I really dug. And I re- like I, w- I was kind of blown away by it at first on this. I was like probably like 12 or 13, maybe 14. I don't remember. But they exactly. weren't just singles. They were entire albums. That yeah. You, that you yeah. Heard. Yeah. I, mm. Those are whole albums that I really enjoyed. They just took me through. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I love those albums. Wow. I just digested singles. You know, oh, like really? occasionally like Avicii's Wake Up or Wake Me Up or whatever it's oh, called. Sure. Like, that's a great that's, song. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great song. song. I also enjoyed Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Who doesn't? You know, I mean, stuff, Who doesn't? you know, that's great. And uh, I don't know. You know, I liked Imagine Dragons Radioactive when it first came out, and then it wore on me for a little bit. I'll admit, I'll admit. You know, yeah, it, was a good, yeah. it was a decently written song that had a cool beat, and the music video had like Muppet characters, and I was like, all right, I'm into this. Yeah, Muppet My characters. Big... I never saw that. It was pretty dope. That's yeah. crazy. I had a, I had a picture picture vinyl of uh, a Radioactive. It's pretty cool. I gave it away though. It's nice. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I still have uh, Imagine Dragons Night Visions on vinyl. Oh, oh man, classic! I remember. I think probably one of the first albums that, like, when it came out, that I hopped on was like Cage the Elephant stuff. What, what's the album with the weird pink face statue and the, yeah. the black and white background? The checkered back and white, black and white background. What I can't it, remember the name it's of like that. It's like Melophobia or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Right, something phobia. Yeah. That's a good one. When that album came out, that's when I really started mm-hmm. finding music that I was interested in coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, th- mm, sorry, go you're ahead. You're good. For me, it was, um, it was like... Uh, I know I got into some new music, but the only new like new music I really got into was rap. I didn't really like any of the new rock. I didn't like any of the new. Uh, I didn't like any of the new pop. I didn't. I had to go back still another like, ten years to like Green Day. Oh, I, yeah. I, I I had to I had to, like and like like Dookie. Like I couldn't really do much. <laughs> Dookie. Dookie. I love the I, emphasis. I, that's, you put what, on. <laughs> that's what really like opened my eyes to what 
music could be, I suppose. And like yeah. some stuff like Motley Crue. Like I, I feel like I'm like in that same vein as I never really got out of the nineties. Were there um, any underground bands that you guys found that you oh, enjoyed? Shoot. I oh, mean, yeah. for me, it had to be really specific stuff. My first band that I got into in terms of new music was the Mountain Goats. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the Mountain Goats is tight. Everybody always recommends the Mountain Goats, but I don't think I've ever sat down with them. You got to listen to All Hail West Texas and Tallahassee and The Sunset Tree. Those are like the three big albums that you should listen to. But after that... Before, before, and uh, after, before, like, before, like in the nineties, it was just like weird Panasonic boombox cassette recordings. And those are some of my all time favorites. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, did you ever hear the dead Kennedys? Oh yeah. I yeah. love the dead Kennedys. Kill, 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 yeah. kill, kill the poor. <laughs> I like the song lump. Fuck Nazis. Or, oh, or, that, that was uh president of the United States oh, of America. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Dead Kennedys. And pre- no, what was the one? They don't don't oh, they the do fuck Ken- Nazi punks? Fuck Nazi punks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Dead Kennedys is good, but I think I s- the presence of the United States is also good. I like their millions of peaches song. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I could totally see how you got that. Yeah. You completely. Well, Kennedy your head. That's and the hilarious. president. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this one, under this band that I found three years ago now, freshman year I think. There's this band out there called Hodera. Oh, yeah. And they're oh, yeah. super like good. Have, it, have I? I feel like I've shown you their songs mm-hmm. before. They're super awesome, and it's like a weird like range of different things in my in my opinion. Like there'll be some I, I can't even describe it honestly, but it's awesome and it's super vibey. Like you can there's like songs that you can like just like fade out of existence into, but there's also songs like one of my personal favorites is North Dakota. That's just like a banger. For some wow. reason, and yeah. it's it's awesome and it's wonderful. So wait, is it is it like punk or is it pop? How would you describe? I it? I can't. I literally can't. I think the best Ooh. way I can describe it probably is uh, there's a lot of there's some folk into it. There's like some singer songwriter, but there's also like mm, like shins. You know what I'm saying? Like the oh, shins, yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. almost. Yeah, the shins is a good one. Yeah, there's like a little bit of that, but there's also it's it's such a wide range. It's super awesome. Hmm. What's it like being in a band with your brother? <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's It can be a blast. I mean, I can remember we've been doing music together been for like music. pretty much all our lives. Pretty you guys much. have a pretty strong choral background, I know. Oh, yeah, we I do. went to school with y'all fools. Yeah, we did went to school. We were hey. in the same chorus. Yeah. Not with me. I was, there. I, was, I was there. I was there. I was there. I was there, though. You're too young. I was too young. Because <laughs> I, I was a freshman when you guys were seniors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, we do. I sang in this when we were homeschooled. Because we were. Ho- I was homeschooled up until the seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. I was homeschooled until ninth grade. Yeah, Simon was homeschooled wow. until the ninth grade. So, um, Holy crap. Yeah. So Why the, didn't we talk about this earlier? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just has a, about we could talk about it right now. But... I know I always get shit from my friends on this, but I was singing a homeschool choir for a really long time. For like, not for a really long time. For Is like it a bunch three... of other homeschool kids? Yeah, if you can believe. There's a yeah, large there's like, homeschool huh. community. There's like an in insane like sub community. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a big thing. Even... So they all know each other. Yeah, we all know each other. And so they collectively have you hang out with each other and learn stuff together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so kind of like there's school. even there's even a co- there's even a co-op. There's a co-op where you can go to school for one day. It's and not then school, take but your it's homework not home for the rest. But it's not school because yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Our older <laughs> sister graduated from there. Yeah, that's I, what I went there for my eighth grade year, and I got into a fight. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay, wait. So when you're homeschooled, do you have to take a test to show that you know the material? There's like, probably government stuff. submit the grades. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh, yeah, what? it's super loose and it's <laughs> super. It's it's the you ultimate. Just, did you get good grades? To the, to did the I family. get good grades up until the seventh grade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well. I my I mean my it's not like our parents weren't like on top of it. No, I, I cheated on an entire math test one time. I just grabbed the teachers the teachers manual and just like went into some corner and just wrote all the answers Damn. down. My mom found wow. out and she Damn. gave me a zero on the test and she <laughs> said, you know, and that's when she sat me down and gave me the lesson of look, I I like send all your your grades to the government, and <laughs> I want you to actually learn this. I don't want you to like just pretend. Yeah, because I don't want them to to, to like half like make you go to school yeah i want to be able to teach you yeah so, so you could potentially if you wanted to homeschool your kids you could just let them roam the neighborhood a lot of people do freelance <laughs> <laughs> freelance child just going out and you know like being a baby on the corner 
and corner never baby. corner babies you know you see them all over the place baby on a corner classic corner baby <laughs> and then just submit random grades for your yeah. kid I will to never. the government i mean there's there's requirements like they have to they have to have these like yeah like they like are like there's some proficiencies that you have, you have to, to be able to prove and th- we did like some I mean, it was also with some other private schools. I guess there's something called I, the Iowa Test yeah, of Basic Skills. Yeah, you have to take that, and like the seventh, that the eighth non-public grade. schools have to take, like to like prove an that SAT teaching test. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like it's almost it was almost pre-ACT. Yeah, mm. it was a lot like the if you ever did the NISA testing. Yeah, it was it was almost exactly yeah, like yeah. a NISA test. No, which is a Nebraska state assessment, yeah, which yeah. no longer exists. Thank God. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so worse. I remember, I remember when I was in Texas doing those star tests. Those were booty. Uh, like the Lone Star State star test. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's kind of. Nice I, there was a whole Texas history class that I had to take twice. Just oh, Texas? Wait, like twice? just singular Texas? Singular That's Texas. super annoying. I would literally hate that so, so much. They just taught us that in social studies. That was just a unit in social studies where they taught us Nebraska yeah. history. I don't but think I ever... they tell you what really happened at the Alamo. The Davy Crockett movie isn't real? Gage, you need a. This is important. You need to tell us what we're all missing out on. What's the secret take on the Alamo? It never existed. <gasps> Wait, seriously? I don't. Rem- I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember a single I, thing from I feel Texas like we've history. Been there. Have we? We've been there a couple of times. We, our godparents, used to live in San Antonio, and so we'd go down and uh, we would visit the Alamo Museum. Yeah. And do and like ride the little ferry on the Riverwalk. Yeah. It's so it's a, a little background time. though. Like speaking of like our field trips, there's like, okay, so back then, there was six kids uh-huh. and two parents so it was eight of us at the most at the most at the most in one little like van so taking a road trip was a nightmare no Wait, no, no so no. how many siblings we didn't have do you guys little, have we didn't have a little van we got the big old 12 passenger oh yeah van. well yeah 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 the 12 <laughs> passenger van because we needed it so we have seven siblings uh well i mean Holy i crap, have really? i have seven siblings counting simon eight yeah total children eight total kids so after huh Oh, what year was it? I don't remember. Octomom. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we, well, the, well, there was six biological kids, and then we adopted oh. two of them through foster care, like, three or Well, we, we, were, we got them back. when the youngest one was three months old, yeah. and the older one was three years old. And the youngest one's six now, so yep. six wow. years ago. Cool. I was a freshman Jeez. in high school. I came home from a football practice my freshman year because i did freshman football which was a blast um yeah, sure. but it's basically kill the man with the ball at yeah, i was the man getting killed with the ball too one of the, the i played scout defense or scout offense at running back and Oof. the defense one of the defensive tackles that i would line up against to get smacked by every play now plays for the university of wisconsin no way yeah wow. wait, wait 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 what's his name i forgot uh, his name bryson yeah bryce williams bryson, bryson, bryson williams. williams yeah yep the kid was a beast. He's huge. Massive. Well, it looks like we have to start a football league. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I mean, I, you I will know. never catch I you playing I took the pads off after that year. I said I was done. Yeah, freshman was my last year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get past the, uh, like, the boot camp that was going on. Oh, God. Because... The coach was just a dick. <laughs> That's uh, the worst. They wouldn't give me a helmet that fit right Aww. because my school was poor. <laughs> nice. Terrible. So I did. That's good. Yeah. That's that's some good uh you know character building. Yeah. Some, you form some grit. Finding that. out that football is not the path and <laughs> quitting. I mean, there's two ways you can defy grit. It's true will or head trauma. <laughs> I chose I chose head trauma. <laughs> head trauma to the point where you're so dense that you don't know what's right for you and you just keep doing it. There yeah. were there was a there was a kid that after his sophomore year wasn't allowed to play sports anymore, I knew, because he, he got like five concussions. Jeez, oh, nice. like, God, wasn't there a kid damn. that died? Because no he got a concussion on Be the field. Be more specific. I have no idea. I've <laughs> seen so many concussions on the football field that went unnoticed. Was that here, Gage? I thought so. I thought so. Maybe like the Sharks, because aren't the isn't the high school team the Sharks good enough that they just fill up? There's no high school team here called the Sharks. Who are the Sharks? Sheridan Sharks. That 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 the, the Sharks school. Yeah, the Sharks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Sharks. That would be very sad if a kid. They, LPS LPS used to have middle school intramural or not intramural interscholastic uh, flag football. They did. Yeah, Riley Redling played. Really? Yes. 
Way back in the day? Yeah, way back in the day. Oh, I, he was at Pound Middle School. Do they have middle school, like, tackle football, like full pad no, football? No, they don't have anything Here? like that. Nope. They don't have that. Middle no. school sports in Lincoln suck. Wow. Middle, it's really I bad. I was playing football in, like, the fifth grade full contact in Texas. They have, they have yeah. like, <laughs> private teams that you can be a part of, and they have their own league, but nothing through, uh, like, yeah. LPS or anything that like that. That makes sense. Okay. Do you remember that football team photo? It was taken a few years back, but one kid had whipped out his dick. What? What? In the photo. Classic. Does anybody remember that? Uh-oh. No. Here? Yeah, it was in Nebraska. Like at Lincoln High School? Uh, it might have been at Lincoln. I can't remember where it was at. If somebody please message us and tell us where this was from. I want to find this again. But he had his penis poking out oh my God. in the photo. And uh, they put oh it in the yearbook. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I have another story to tell you about the yearbook. So at, at my high school... Uh, we had our cross country chant. I did cross country all uh, four years of high school. Yeah. Uh, and our chant was uh, everybody had their stupid chant. Wahoos or uh, Waverly's was something along the lines of uh, suck balls. You know, <laughs> I mean, like it was just our excuse to say curse words as loud as possible Heck in yeah. a big field oh, yeah, where yeah. everybody <laughs> could hear us. Like, we'd run out in the starting the starting line. We'd run out and then like put our hands together and do our chant. <laughs> and our chant was, and I, I did not make this up, of course. Where a chant was uh, Stangs were the Mustangs. So it was Stangs run, Stangs run, Stangs run. What time is it? Cunt time. Because it's cross country. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. It's right. cross country. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ter- it's terrible. It's a okay. terrible you rhyme. Could se- no, you, could, yeah, you could sell you could sell that if it was football because I could see you playing it being. Oh no, we said punt time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's kickoff. <laughs> no, no. No, but it was, it was awful. Um, but we did that at every meet all the way through up when I was a senior and I was leading the chant, but oh, I didn't yeah. say punt time. Um, and they put that in our yearbook. Oh my god! They put my... the phrase. When I was a freshman, they put the phrase Stangs Run, and they had our, our little saying in there. It actually said that. That's crazy. And, <laughs> and it got through? And it got through How did it get- <laughs> because our yearbook director was stupid and didn't <laughs> proofread it well enough. And so after that, all of these yearbooks came out and it had one of the most heinous words that you could ever imagine. It's probably imagine. the most vulgar curse it's word. It's probably the most vulgar curse word. Um, because it's not, it's not just like fuck you it's know just, yeah. it's like derogatory towards women yeah. in a way uh-huh. which is which makes it terrible so it, your book just came out with that nasty. in it just yeah. the sound <laughs> um and so, so abrasive we had to put stickers on no way where it was and instead of saying <laughs> that just adds more emphasis time, some some motherfuckers gonna be like what is that sticker exactly and so the sticker said count time like, Shut up. like you oh, would spell what? country, you know? What? Oh, no. And you could peel off the sticker and it obviously sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so. that I, I had to get that story out. Oh, at that point, God. at that, that point, I, I wouldn't even, I would be like, are you seriously going to make me go through these, like, I mean, actually, I don't know. How big was your high school? Oh, it was a class C1 school. So we had, I had like 50 kids in my room. Okay, so that's not that bad to put like 50 stickers on 50 years. Yeah, it's not like these where you're like, I'm, like, I'm not going to make a million. Yeah, I'm not going to go in and put a sticker on thousands and thousands of books so you can be happy. I was, Well, you know, we had like 300 people in our school. Right. Yeah. yeah. Only so, was, so many get the yearbook. Yeah, right. So, Caleb, mm-hmm. Caleb, how did you start guitar? Uh, well, I want to say it was like 2015, 2016, I had, um, not a Guitar Hero game, but it was like Rock Band, and I was messing around with like just playing the different songs and really enjoying it, and it was at the same time that I just started getting into music, Yeah. um, and I had the Telecaster that's in this room right now, that was my uncle's guitar. Mm. and I messed around with it a few times, and it was, like, just strumming the open chords was, like, the most majestic sound. Yeah. For somebody who had only really just started listening to music and was like, oh, my God, there's so many possibilities with this. And, like, a a week or two later, um, I go downstairs just to take it out and mess with it, and it's not there. And so then I go upstairs and ask my aunt, hey, do you know where the guitar is? 
And she said, yeah, I was going to sell it um, because, you know, nobody plays it and I don't think you're going to play it. And it's probably worth like a couple hundred dollars. So I said, no, I'm going to learn guitar like right now. Like, do not sell this guitar. Like, I'm going to take this back downstairs. And so I hauled ass to learn guitar so that every time she'd come (laughs) downstairs to use the bathroom, she would see me playing guitar so that she, you know, wouldn't sell it. Yeah, that's great. I just learned to play guitar super fast because I you know, tried to do it like every day. <laughs> you didn't want that guitar to disappear. No, that was it's super special to me. That's crazy. What was dude. your first pedal that you ever bought? I think it was a DS1. Nice. Uh, boss? Yeah, Boss yeah. DS1 because, you know, one of my influences similar to Liz of music was Nirvana Yeah. Um, at first, and that helped me get into a lot of bands that i still listen to that are like alt rock and i wanted that dynamic sound of yeah you know to be able to like play those songs kind of like i was in um rock uh, rock band still but for sure me actually playing them and (laughs) singing them it's so much fun when you finally learn a song and you can play along with it and you're making those sounds that was huge for me like with rush because mm. Alex Lifeson has some amazing solos in there, just interspersed. Yeah. Um, and it's very different from, like, the standard blues scale that Jimmy Page would always play, you know, because I was a huge Zeppelin head when I was younger, too. Mm. I still am. Um, but what was, like, one of the first songs that you learned and you were like, oh, yes, dude, I finally did it? Hmm. This is, this is really taking me back, man. Um, how about, how old were you? I was a sophomore in high school. Oh, okay. And I'm yeah. a sophomore in college now, so it's going to be about few uh 4 years in a couple months. Um I think at that time I started off like with Metallica a little mm, bit cuz nice. I had a friend down the street who played bass and he's part of the reason that I was like, "Oh, I can actually do this. Like I just have to practice. Like this isn't an, a magical skill that you have." Do you see him playing it? Uh, yeah, and he was, because he was playing uh, Smoke on the Water <laughs> at that stage, and uh, I remember taking a video of it, and I, I still have it on my phone, and thinking, this is, like, the craziest thing. My friend is playing Smoke on the Water. <laughs> it sounds so good. I played it back recently. I was like, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> like, this is terribly played, and I thought that was so cool. That's so funny. But I want to say um, one, one of the ones that, like, blew my mind, and I couldn't stop playing it um was probably come as you are um that's an infectious line to be learning yeah yeah and i I, at that time i just got a chorus pedal too i got the boss chorus i still have and that's one of the reasons i got it so i could play some of those songs that have chorus and it just sounds exactly like it Mm -hmm. yeah what about you liz when did you get starting with keyboard um, so I started taking piano lessons when I was like seven, I think. Wow. So yeah, I just took traditional piano lessons with an older lady for, I don't know, until I graduated high school. Yeah. So yeah. Playing like only like usually like classical piano type pieces. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, I played some from like recent like movies or like soundtracks like there were some modern pieces but i learned some classical ones too yeah yeah she just taught me theory and how to read music and all of that and then i started getting into like chords and then playing like songs that i was hearing on the radio or listening to yeah so yeah did you ever come to your piano teacher with pop songs that you wanted to learn it was like how do I think I did, yeah, a few times. I can't think of any in particular, but I'm pretty sure I did do that. Yeah. She was open to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. A lot of piano teachers will not be open to yeah. it, especially classically trained piano teachers. Mm. I, I wanted to play Beck's Where It's At. <laughs> and uh, I learned it by myself, and I brought it to her, and she was like, whoa, okay. I guess I'm going to teach you pop songs now because that's all you want to learn. Mm-hmm. So she, wow. I just ended up learning a bunch of Billy Joel songs. Nice. You know, Hell yeah. Nice. New York State of Mind mm-hmm. and Miami 2017 and like all kinds of good shit. So I, I resonate with the piano mm-hmm. teaching. That, that, was, that was a long period of my life and I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and good. what about singing? Because I know uh, Isaac and Simon have 
Oh, been yeah. In choral oh, we were talking training. about choir. We got way yeah. off we, track. Yeah, I, uh, you were talking about the homeschool choir you were in. Mm-hmm. I was in a homeschool choir, too, that was a little different um, when I was little. But, like, I was younger than you were when I was – I would think I was probably you were four yeah. when I started. And we did it for three years. And it was this swing choir, this homeschool or uh, community-organized swing gospel swing choir. And it – it really turned me on to singing for probably the rest of my life because I, I got I got a solo my second year that I did it and the opening one yeah. song I sang the opening verse and I was it like I just like found the stage <laughs> yeah oh, I was five years old just singing to 50 people and it was it was the best I That's enjoyed it so it much goes. and from then on I did I sang whenever I could and I would write some songs here and then but I didn't really get back into music into like singing at least did your parents put you in that choir yeah they did yeah um, my god sister was one of the people that was teaching it and her friend who was also a babysitter was also an assistant yeah so no she was yeah no way i don't remember that they both did some of it what about you liz uh when did you find out you could sing um i was in a choir in elementary school and middle school that I didn't really in high school. I mean, my friends just told me that they liked my singing. So I just... Take it around. I was already writing songs, and then I showed some to Simon, and he liked them. That's awesome. Yeah, and then we just kind of showed everyone, and then it's kind of how we made them. It's popping Mm -hmm. off now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. went on from there. So what's been the inspiration really behind this this EP you guys got coming out? It's called Strange, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's kind of just a collective of, there's a couple songs that I've written, a couple that Simon have written, and then there's one that Caleb wrote. So it's kind of like a strange array of songs that we have out there. I don't know if... It's a good way to start out with a nice smattering mm-hmm. of just a yeah. few different types of writing that yeah. you're working with, just with, with everything that you guys could possibly bring. Mm-hmm. and Show everybody what you're capable of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have kind of some haunting elements in the songs For just sure. to i don't know kind of give that strange essence then mm-hmm. there's i feel like that we also have some good storytelling too mm-hmm. yeah. i think uh, caleb's song especially is a whole story and it's it's lots of fun to like dive into and like that one is a lot of fun it's yeah. so it's a lot of fun to dance to I enjoy mm-hmm. really laying down that bass line, and it's really groovy, and I enjoy the song. I've been cast by the waves. You'll hear it later. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's super dope. Yeah. But, yeah, mostly that's that's really what this EP is, is just kind of like, well, we no one has really heard us a whole lot. We've had a couple of shows, but, like, this is just kind of us testing our testing the waters a little bit of what it's like to be a band in the music industry in some form or fashion. And yeah. And uh, so we're just like, let's just throw everything together. And we're like, it's, you could call it a potpourri. <laughs> yeah. Potpourri. <laughs> I don't like calling it that because I like, I like people uh, to derive their own meanings from it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They oh, will. So it, it'll, it'll mean something. Someone sure. will give it some meaning. Of course. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I think we're going to end this one out. Yeah. Um, and you will now hear an excerpt from what we've been working on with the strangers in the shallot studio we don't have a date set do we right for the no not drop. yet i don't think so we'll let you know as soon as we know yeah mm-hmm. it'll be spring of 2021 oh snap oh snap mm-hmm. it's coming soon baby We're gonna delay it more than cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> <laughs> actually this is not coming out for another two years <laughs> i don't really know why we're playing this clip for you it's not ready yet <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on, y'all. Yes, thanks for having us. We appreciate it a lot. Of course. All right, this is an unmixed clip from the song Over the Horizon by The Strangers on their upcoming Strange EP. You're not in your presence, it's common to 
Holy crap, look at that. Our outro theme and over the horizon are in more or less the same key. What a transition. Well, thank you again for listening. This has been the Push Record and Run Shallot Records podcast, episode number 13. And I had a great time making it. I hope you had a good time listening. And hopefully we'll be able to do this more often. This has been our first episode in quite a while. So expect more from us soon. And as always, thank you for listening.